Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing The Good Person of Szechuan. We saw this production at the Sheffield Crucible on the 25th of March 2023. In its 80th anniversary, Brecht's play is brought up to date in a new version by Nina Sagar and directed by Anthony Lau. This is a Sheffield Theatres, ETT and Lyric Hammersmith Theatre production. So Stephen, what's it all about? In the hustle and bustle of a modern-day metropolis, it's the dog-eat-dog world and Chen T is doing all she can to get by. When three gods reward her hospitality with a life-changing sum of money, Shen Ti opens a tobacco shop and claims the stability she's always dreamed of. But the struggle is not over yet. Forced to question the cost of her own survival, she resorts to scheming and deceit to flourish in a capitalist world. But first, our post-show opinion! Chaotically intriguing. Very colourful, very inventive and very interesting. So with all that said, let's set, set the scene. So Richard, would you like to set the scene for this play? The Good Person of Sichuan. Keep that in. <laughs> That's the that was a different setting. kind of scene. That was, that was set in a stomach scene. It was a very different scene opener because... I thought you were faffing about what you're doing. No, I'm just getting a picture while you're talking. Oh. You're saying something. Well, I was, but then because you started doing something, I, I was just trying. I thought to you would just mess around with the audio. No, no, far from it. Yes, yes. So Leo Wan, Mr. Wang, he was messing around, bringing out a paddling pool with his bottles of water into the main stage. Yeah, I mean, and that was before we even—that's before it even started. And they had somebody from, I suppose, like one of the usherettes, bring stuff to him throughout, and wasn't quite sure if they were still setting the stage up or, or what was going on. No, and I suppose to also talk about the how it was looking, the actual production, the way it was set, there was three ball pits at the front of stage, on both one on both sides and one at the front, and the set was all a hue of pink. It was a bright pink stage. And what could only be described as there was what looked like hanging pipe lagging at the back mm. of stage in abundance and it was almost like the but it was effective as strobe lighting yes, when it, it was lit up hidden within the actual white foam rods that were hanging down there was actually leds within the actual the rods so it, it gave a, a lighting effect and also what what turned out to be entrances and exits through these foam yeah. things hanging down so it, it gave a bit of a, a difference it almost looked like you know like a fun house where you walk through a load of things hanging down from the from the ceiling it was that that sort of effect yeah and they were up a level on um i don't know how high they'd be would it be it was um, good about eight two foot, meters eight foot to two meters or yeah whatever. something like that it yeah. looked like a skate park really in a way it did because they had ramps on either side which was quite comical for whenever the actors joined in the action from above yeah they just sat down and slid down this slide to the action it always got a laugh yeah. whoever was coming down onto the set and they all had a different way of entering the 
the space yes. from those slides as well. So yeah, I thought it was cleverly done. It was very empty, bare stage, even though there was levels, as you say, and I think it, it worked. It worked for this production. And there was lighting around the outside of the edge of the stage. Yeah. So it indicated that whenever someone came into the shop, that you had yeah the sound effect of a shop door open, like it jingled, and then the lights came up as they stepped yeah, onto the stage the dish. it's quite immersive for a bare stage kind of a play yeah and it didn't like just use it once and the, the lighting was was used throughout the production so it very much had a it felt part of the the scenery and the set and how they did it as well yes and at the back of the stage they had chapter numbers so you could see well for those who are familiar with brex work it's not necessarily done scene by scene but act by act so that I can't remember what it got up to. Was it about 12 acts or something? In yeah, this something place? like that, yeah. Yes, so each time it changed, it gave a, a title heading. And then every now and again, when they hit a musical number, you'd have the lyrics up there so you could hear or understand or read what they were singing. Yeah, there was a couple of moments, though, I would suggest, say, that the it wasn't very bright, those words, so you did struggle to read them at certain points when the lights were on full, the actual... Yeah, the, the strobe lighting. The strobe, or, yeah. Well, when, when there was a lot happening, it, there was just the odd moment where you couldn't actually read those words because of mm. things that were happening. It, it, overall, it, it helped sort of know where, where everything was going, really. The whole premise of, of this play is, this version is about, they relate it to a tobacco industry of selling cigarettes in the capitalist world. Yeah. And so those strobe lighting at the back, so when Shen Ti dresses up as her cousin Shaitar and takes a cheque from this wealthy, wealthy businessman for perverted gains, yeah. she, as he, uses it to fund a factory to produce cigarettes to live. And uh, the strobe lighting end up being turned into the cigarettes. So they started, in terms of um, having the workers working in the factory, all they did was put the, the peachy brownie coloured effect of the filter. Um, they wrapped it around the white tubes at yep. the top. So then they started bit by bit building up all those um, elements that looked like a cigarette a pile of cigarettes. Yeah, they did. I'm pleased you're glad you were in. Uh, yeah, yeah. You agree with yeah, that? Definitely. Yeah. It's, there was a lot of reliance on certain prop pieces and not loads of things. It was just like the, the cigarette dispenser machine and stuff like that. I think that was there. Yeah, so that, that indicated, well, when they brought on this cigarette machine, it replicated one of those arcade games when you're trying to get a bunny out of a um, you put your money in you, yeah. you're trying to get the the the, uh, the, the, yeah, the grab arm machine, grabber yeah. to get a bunny out so it was one of those kind of things and sometimes during the whole proceedings to try and get away shanty would go in and hide in the actual um in the glass box with all the cigarettes but it's there not necessarily as a prop but to represent the shop yeah, that's what it represented. I think on a on another level, I also see it as it was there to represent almost how difficult it is to obtain what you need because to pick up an individual cigarette with that grabber, it would be like one in a million chance of actually getting what you want in a way, because mm. it would be very difficult. And that was, you know, that was also something I noticed. Like everything's out of reach. Just, just too far. Just that. Just that little bit. Or too if far. it. You you put money in and it's so simple to grab it, but reality, without luck or anything, you, you you're probably never going to have no. it. It's never going to swing in your direction. And that's why you almost saw her putting her hand up the machine and taking, taking them out, out the wrong way 
yeah. because it was the only way they were going to get them because like they know the that system, it's not going to work. D- doing you know? bad to get new gains in a way. Yeah. It, just, it is very indicative of the themes of the play and what, mm. it's, what it is about. What we start off with this play is the three gods and they, they're looking for a very good person. Well, a good person. Yeah. And they're trying to find it on Earth. Yeah. And that's how they represent. And then they, they bump into Mr. Wan and he's collecting bottles of water. But the only reason he can sell water in bottles is to earn money. You, you, you get it cheaply and you sell it high yeah. to make a profit. If it's raining, everyone's going to get their water. And fill it themselves themselves so he's out of pocket so it was very much depicting what this was setting out to do to be that we were talking about um capitalism and how it can be good or sometimes it can be bad it's mostly to do with finding the good person and doing a good deed now she was granted a thousand pound to have the shop to pay all her bills but what she did as a good person she gave a little bit away each time a friend a neighbor a business yep. person came in or, or a love interest they always took from her take 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 all the time and she gave a bit of everything but then the moment she had nothing and she wanted something in return to help they were never there for her no. and so it explored a lot of themes of that and how she had to adopt a persona of her cousin yes to fool a lot of people to become the hard person yeah to take on the person she wanted and what yeah, she wanted yeah. to be so but she'd have, she'd have to be a bad good person yeah, to help herself out and remain well, try to be good or at least do certain good deeds. And she quickly realised that every time people take, they keep taking and keep taking and keep taking. There's no two way street. Yes, in each scene, there would always be someone coming onto the set, yeah, or coming in wanting to trade or wanting to take money off her or charge her more or fine her. Or there was always something going on. So there was always that aspect of somehow she needs money. She can donate some money to somebody else who has a really good cause who needs it, but then there's some somebody else on the other side that needs it as well. But who does she give it to? So there was a lot of trying to find money throughout a lot of this play. Yeah. And the only way she could get it is by making it herself, by being more strict and not saying yes all the time and helping other people. Sometimes you have to not be a good person to better yourself. Yeah. Is this the first time you've seen a Brecht play? I think in this way, yeah. I suppose I've not really seen a lot of this style of work. So yeah, this will be the, the first time I've seen something in this way. And it was it was intriguing, certainly an experience because it's there's quite a lot of chaos within a production like this. Hmm. You've got to focus and listen a little bit like a pinter really. It's it's got it's that all style. part of that epic theatre realm, isn't it? Yeah. It's sort of you've got to of focus and, and taking the emotions out of it, not having the audience participation and letting them think for themselves and take something away from it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it does leave you thinking. It does leave you sort of questioning certain things. But I suppose the message is there. It was written in well, like like you've said, Stephen, and I think that sometimes you've got to um, you've got to reflect on it. I mean, how it ends it. You, you learn from it. You, you basically... <laughs> Words fail me now. Well, there wasn't a resolve for this play because no there wasn't it, no not at all they leave it open-ended for you to decide yourself yes how it finishes but it's also however it's portrayed and what place or time or space that it's set in you can draw reference from it into normal life and i think that's the key to this style of production it's a it, you can interpret it you, in many yes. different ways a bit like shakespeare yeah it is yeah it's very however you like it. yeah it's it's very indicative of what happens in the real world and 
things are never left to there's no there isn't happy endings there's not this there's a continuation of life it's like you move on to the next thing in your life that you've got to then deal with because there's it's just a progression of a decision you make it's almost like those things in a book if you turn a page and you choose to to make that decision at the end of that page it turned to turn 10 pages forward and that's that's what starts happening and I think this is very about that you know you never get to the end of a piece like this and it's not like oh and that's how it all ends you know we're all done it's like no life carries on yeah it shows societal issues and um, gives you the option to think about morals and what you've learned from that to take something away from it and they do it in a way where it, it's entertaining, but you're still left thinking about what the future holds and how you can be, a, particularly in this play, how you can be a good person. Yeah, and I can see that different people take different parts of it away or see something in it that would affect them, not everybody. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could watch this and think, see, it's proof that you shouldn't be charitable. Yeah. Give exactly. things away. Just take, that. take, yeah. take. Yeah, in a way, you yeah. know, if you want to take that away from it but also i mean it, it never tells the audience member anything other than to keep trying to be good yeah exactly because it also portrays the message of you can't always do right for doing wrong there's yeah. some some points in your life whatever your actions are there's always consequences and i think that's the the, the other takeaway from this it's like it's almost picking the best consequence that has the least impact yeah. rather than the, the, the one that's the most dramatic impact, even though it might be the one you want to take. Sometimes it's a different route you've got to take to get the best out of both worlds. Yes, and I think, did they end by saying something like, if you can't be a good person, be a better person? Yeah, or basically. Something. Yeah, try to be so, a better version. Yeah, never be a, yeah. a bad, be a better person. Just try no. to be better. Mm. Which yeah. is a, a good thing to think about. But it also uh, ma- makes it manageable rather than trying to change anything dramatic that then doesn't work. And yes. I think that's... That's key as well. Everything's key. It's always key. I know. <laughs> you need a new saying. You could do merchandise. One thing I'd like to say. Is that's key. One thing I'd like to say. <laughs> is that's key. No, one thing I I'd know, like to say. I know, that's key. You can have two t-shirts made up of it. Just the one thing. I'll just say this one thing half an hour later. <laughs> and another thing. One thing you forget. Mm, another thing you forget. What did you think about the directing and how everything came together as a piece? I thought it was directed well because the there was a lot of entrances and exits and everything felt natural in the entrances and exits. There was no blundering so about. Blunder, well, no, it was so much blundering, but there was nobody always coming on from one side or always coming on from another. That it felt chaotic in a good way, as in it drew focus across the stage rather than oh that person always comes in from the top level or that person always comes in from that level or they mixed it up. You they, mean? Yeah, they, they, they mixed they it used all. all the entrances and exit they could yeah. even at the back and even at the top and i think when it's such an almost an exposing space where you're in in a thrust performance where the audience are, are surrounding the stage mm-hmm. to keep focus in that space you've got to make people's eyes move across the stage so you've got to have a moment where somebody will enter stage left and they'll be front down stage right or they'll be there or they'll be there and then it just it moves your your eyes around so you're not just staring blankly at the front of the stage and seeing people 
it didn't feel linear. Yeah, exactly. Know? I mean, we were looking at people right at the top near the strobe lighting, and then all of a sudden, in the corner of your eye, on the yeah. left, there was a guy in, in a rat costume walking on. It's like, yeah. where did that come from? Yeah, and it, it gave you that element. It made you feel yeah. like it was moving around the stage. They utilised it very yeah. very well, and uh, were very aware of that space, because it's very difficult sometimes to act in that way if you haven't got a director that guides that, I think, yeah. sometimes. I really enjoyed the stylistic approach of using the um, auditorium uh, members of staff to come on and change costumes or yeah. help bring things on, like the rice cooker, bring it on, or take a mic off or something like that. That was quite good. Again, that felt like it was used as like a wink to the audience members to say, this isn't reality. Yeah. This is imitation of reality. Yeah, exactly. You know. It, it, yeah, it was like we're playing at it and we're just going yeah. to point the finger that we are playing at it. And this is, Yeah, and I think that you know. um, was evidence in the roles that some of the actors played, like there's somebody in a frog costume as well. Yeah. And he, even the gods, how they were speaking to each other and just, oh, do you know what? I quite like the fact that some of the gods just appeared out of ball pits. the ball pits. Yeah, yeah, that was unexpected. But yeah. the fact that the director can um, think of clever ways of getting people onto the stage and also off a stage and yeah. hiding the props within those ball pits, yeah, that was but, unique. And I, and I think as well, it's very easy to overuse something like those entrances. They didn't keep using it because it was a good thing to do. You got it once and it was memorable and then they moved on to a different way of doing those entrances. So so I think that worked really well. A little bit like the, the times when they were singing and the gods became the backing singers. And it mm. was it was just those little nods to they're there, they're still there, but they don't always come from one space. They they they're all over the the place as well i would say when it comes to the musical numbers it was as if they were only singing half a song once they got into it it wasn't like a great big scene change but sometimes they needed a costume change or to move things about or to transition from one act to the next act it then just snapped back out of it so they didn't finish the whole song it's just once they got into position bang the action went again yeah that was quite good however i'm not quite sure the songs even though there were songs meant to have been in this so it's not new. It's uh, I think it's been written or agreed with Breck for these lyrics to be in it. I think I don't know if it was the performances themselves which sort of let it down. In yeah, a way. I know what you mean. It, it was a very bit. It was like underdone. I, I don't know if that's because there wasn't a great big amount of audience members in there, but it just felt like a couple of people just singing in a corner of a room sometimes where no one's really paying any attention. Like there wasn't yeah. enough energy, or it wasn't a big build up or anything when it probably should have been more. But it just felt like th- it just wasn't. I think for me, it felt a little disconnected to, from the production. I think it, it sometimes it, it felt ambiguous. Yeah, a little bit ambiguous and sort of not close enough. Or I could see where they were going, but I think if they'd have made more of that karaoke style, did you feel? Did you actually feel like it was relevant to the actual story, or do you? Think no, it was I just felt like, like they were trying. It was almost tagged on to remind you of what's just happened or talk about the same situation. And I don't, I just struggled with that repetitiveness, and I don't, I don't know if I see the need for the songs in a lit, in a way. Yeah. At that point, and I think, I felt there was a bit redundant. Yeah, a little, a little. It did tend to maybe slow down the production a little, where yeah. it was we'd seen enough on the in the performance rather than the actual song bits. And I'm not quite sure if I'm convinced on the singing. I thought some actors were good at singing, but some were far off the mark a bit of it and i think for me i I think this is where it felt more like a 
a middle ground of of singing in the sense of it's almost either got to be bad but good or or good it's either got to be bad for a reason or you know almost like your, your sort of performance where yeah because they did it like a karaoke didn't they but it was it, it felt half-baked rather than it being a karaoke performance it felt more in the middle ground of trying to be good and i think that's where it was yeah, was it meant to have been a karaoke or? It, it was this hard to work it out because yeah. we didn't really know that that's what it was, even though that's really what they were probably aiming for. But it just felt naff. disconnected. Yeah, it just felt a little, little bit naff. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, we're here, here for, for the, the drama. drama. Now let's talk about the acting. I I felt there were some standout performances with all the cast. To oh be yeah, honest. Totally. they always gave some great scenes and uh, really did dialogues and delivery of uh, the words. Uh, the script, uh, and I think a uh, shout up to Amy Treadria who played Shanti. I felt she was strong throughout. I mean, for me, Melody Brown was was brilliant in the mm. in um, in the two roles she played. Yeah, she was very, it was very much a shape shifting role where she went from a posh businesswoman to a biker chick, and it was very evident that she'd switched and become another character. And I think that was well done. Um, she definitely embodied two different characters. And I mean, for me, they, they all... Well, the majority of them gave uh, good performances. They did, and they yeah. were really strong. And they way. did do more than one character apart from the gods. And I think the gods yeah. were very tight. They were quite funny as well. They were. Yeah, they really were. I think the only bit I would have said was when Shanti put on a moustache to be Shute, I felt that the voice could have been deepened a hell of a lot more. Or played up to it. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't as much of a, a level change or even if she was caught out when she was trying to be more butch and had a few moments of being caught out maybe with a higher pitched voice but then dropping down into a deeper voice, it would have helped give that distinction between the two characters a little bit more. And I give a shout out to Louise May Newbury who played the wife and Mrs. Yang. Her character started off in rollers. Yeah. And she had a, um, it was, was it a Scouse accent? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yes. Scouse. Uh, somebody else had a, another accent as well. She had a Scottish accent, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, she did. The other lady, she was just as good as well, to be honest. Or props and costumes, do you want to? Yeah, we can. I mean, we, you know, you mentioned props and costumes where they were in, mostly in the, all in the ball pits, apart from things that were brought on. There was a, a cake stand that was brought on for the wedding scene that was had yeah. a revolve in it. Um, I never understood the the need for the great big giant computer because there were two versions of that. There's a small one, or that was a till or something. And then they wheeled on a th- second act, a big PC, which they threw the screen at somebody. I think that was started. to depict the 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 rising of the of the the guy that got promotions within the company and went yeah. from just using. Um, Small equipment. Well, it was like the be, accountant. It was, it was yeah. It would. It was almost. But he became deputy manager, and then he became mm. part owner. And and I think that what he was showing but that was, was during a musical number. Yeah, I think it was just to show his his standing within the company, just to to show how, you know, it was like the extension of of him. It was like you know that now he's. But more... that scene in itself could have been made more of. Yeah. Because it was wielded in one door, went round the stage a bit, and then wheeled off the very next door. Yeah back out again when it could have been it was like a fast forward scene and, wasn't it yeah but right. it, it could have made more of that yeah and i mean props wise 
everything was used on stage there was you know i mean i don't think there was anything that was out of place there wasn't anything that was overused or that nothing had there was there was there was nothing on stage that didn't have a purpose everything we saw was used even to the giant grabber hand that came down yeah and when the gods were there i thought for a second the gods were just going to hold on to each uh arm and, and get lifted, and get up, lifted up, up. Thought, sky, yeah that'd be quite that'd be good if it did but i couldn't imagine that happening and then when they <laughs> attached these tiny little these plastic babies to with them, I thought, mustaches and yeah. glasses on to look like them it got a bit absurd and yeah silly but i suppose it's all part of replication and uh what well they stopped the apocalypse mean. and you know they had to show that the tiny babies and they're now all the worldly rather than yeah. rather than in the real world so yeah i th- would have thought like a a trapdoor down or some light shone or whatever and they went yeah. the other opposite way or so i don't know but yeah they could have been abducted the the whole point of the grabber was because they made it out to be like a in a game they were saved situation. basically yeah. yeah saved from the real world to back into the realm of the of gods moving on to our next segment as we say what, what the tech, tech is this, this? now i've just said about the music and it being with being quite reminiscent of an arcade yeah, game every, and stuff. yeah. even the strobe light and it was like ching 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 yeah everything every it almost felt like you were in one of the lucky winners japanese tokyo arcades which was very hyper full of a lot of flashing lights full of a lot of noises and a you know like the plinko machines in the in the the sort of obsession with playing computer games and i think it it came across well in that respect all the music was very electronic and very it tended to 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 give a nod to that to Szechuan really how did you feel the lighting well the technical aspect of everything how was that handled did you appreciate it i thought it was done really well and i like the led sort of backdrops of color that was were changing and different uses of that yeah i quite like that and, and the edging the edging leds all the way around the stage i thought that it gave a bit of a life to the stage and when it hummed and throbbed on stage it actually felt like it was a part of the 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 action and it made you feel like it was transporting the only thing i would say is i felt there was some moments because well with this tonight tonight's performance it was probably a little less full than probably expected so there was quite a lot of light on stage so you could you could see that it was half there was half of the seats were empty which i think made it maybe feel a little flat because the the, the light, there was a lot of light around the audience so you could maybe yeah feel that there was less people in there to enjoy it you could almost see their reactions which sometimes is a good thing but this time i think that that if if you if you darken the audience sometimes if you you can react more because you don't feel exposed and i think that that didn't help this mm. a little bit because you were unsure on how to react or other people were obviously unsure on how to react i think that's probably down to the stylistic approach of it being yeah. a brechtian play it yeah. was because it's more about the it's as much about the audience as it is about the play in a way yeah yeah um and also the uh they had a lot of use of dropping things from above so not only did they have the grabber they had two sides of uh, a basket full of balls yeah. drop on the gods and also the uh, explosion of water that came down on um one at the very beginning over the paddling pool yeah because that, that and that that was the reference to do with the it was talking about when he sold water and then it rains people started catching their own 
and it actually started to rain directly above him on his mm. head and it carried on raining throughout his dialogue and I thought that was good because it, it was used really well at that point. How would they have um, set that up for the water to have uh, been released? What would have been on there? Well, it could have been something as simple as a shower head. Yeah. With a with a or, or with a triggered pipe of water or box of water or something mm. container of water up there that you know that was just used at that point to keep it localized. A little bit like the boxes of um of, of balls that dropped on the gods. Yeah. That would just be a, a trapdoor thing. A trapdoor or a tipper box that would have just had a trigger that just dropped them at a at a point in time. And now it's time for Rewind Rewatch. I don't know about you, but I'll gladly rewind the bit where the woman just kept sliding down <laughs> onto yeah, the set to be each fair. time. Every <laughs> scene entrance she made, I'd just watch the entrance of that woman. It was or anybody it was sliding Melody down. Melody Brown's entrance every time, to be fair. Yes. Because she, she slid down and just almost even if people were in the way, she just let her let her body just slide down and and then get up and and yeah. I think and there was like no urgency to get back up. She just, no, when she was down all. there, she just sat there smiling. Yeah, and yeah. the audience just in the moment. Yes. Yeah. So that'll be for me. Is that what you're going with as well? Then is it? I think for it? me, it's probably the gods' entrances and the and the the, the use of the gods. I think that that, that was a oh, nice yes. bit of yeah. comedy, and you saw them change throughout the production. To become more dishevelled and rough around the edges, and I they're think experiencing yeah. life on earth, yes. aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're not pure they're anymore. Not They've been dishevelled, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah. So I did enjoy that bit. Yeah, they're certainly not happy. And no, in a way, I suppose that's what the play's about—not being happy about yeah. how things are going. Moving on to our final segment, as we say, call, call this, this a show. show. Okay, so the overall experience for this—if I'm just summing up now—I feel that. It was a very interesting piece. I've never seen this show before, this uh, play before. I'm well aware of Brecht and how he writes and um, the layout and what you're supposed to take away from it. And I quite enjoyed it for that aspect. I knew it was going to be different. Yeah. However, I would say I felt a little um, a bit hit and miss. Every now and again, it would be like, oh, this is interesting. This is very... Um, bold yeah. imaginative and delightful and then other times it's like oh it's wearing a bit thin now um, yeah what move it on a bit mm. uh i'm not quite sure if i can relate that to the way in which they produced it or, or done it no no um i think i yeah no, i mean i enjoyed it as a piece but i do think that there was it didn't shock or surprise me in the content i think there was elements that they were well written, but I don't think it was anything that, say, pulled up roses. I don't. For me, it didn't put me on the edge of my seat where I thought I've never seen something like this before. But it very much felt like real life, which is probably the aim. And and I just felt like there was a few disconnected moments where they maybe could have tightened it up because I don't always think the songs maybe have needed, or if they'd have done them maybe better. Even if they'd have turned them into sort of poems or poetry, it might have had more power than actually creating a song out of it. And I think that may be where I look at it in a different way. Hmm, maybe. I couldn't help think back to when we saw Red Ellen. Yeah. It just felt slightly messy at times with 
putting a load of people on a load of things. Yeah, we talk about chaos, and they, they did feel like there was some chaos, but unnecessary chaos a little bit yeah. sometimes. Same bits I understood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. However, it just got to a point of ridiculousness yeah. sometimes. Yeah. In, in a way. So, Richard, can I have your scores then, please, for the good person of Sichuan? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the best good person a good person can be, and 1 being the best bad person a bad person can be, what's it going to be? I give it a 7 out of 10. There was a lot of strong performances, but I think there was just a few little bits that could have made it better. Yes, I'm going to give this a 6. It was an interesting take, but I'm left feeling a bit lukewarm about it. Yeah. Positive, but just lukewarm, not really fussed. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed? An audible shrug of the shoulders? A slow clap? A pleasant applause? Or a standing ovation? What will it be? I give this a pleasant applause. And I'll give it a pleasant applause as well. So there we are, that's our discussion of the good person of Szechuan. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the good person of Szechuan. Does that sound right? Szechuan. On today's episode, Szechuan. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the good purpose. The good purpose. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the good. Can I say a bit more like you're enjoying this? (laughs) Got happy. Do you know what time it is? On today's episode. No, on today's episode. Must be an art. It's in its 80th anniversary. Brecht's. Brecht's. Is it Brecht's? Brecht's. Brecht's play is brought up to date in a new version. Brecht's play is Brecht's play is Brecht. Brecht. Brecht's play. Carry on. It's because it's in capitals, isn't it? Fucking hell, I feel like. Have you got ADHD or something no, else? Are you you got, just you, feel like I think I'm... you've got something out. You've I got haven't. something. You must have something. I can't be the only one. <laughs> new version in a new version by Nina Segal and directed by Anthony Lau. And there's a Sheffield this Theatres. This is a E-E-T, yeah, but I've got and dan 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 dan. That's why I'm going a bit like what the fuck. In a new version by Nina Segal and directed by Anthony Lau. This is a Sheffield Theatres ETC. Fuck now, what? What's ETC? Right, and okay. Lyric Hammersmith Theatre Production. So, there's a lot of... You probably shouldn't have eaten all my I'm just windy. When three gods reward her hospitality with a life-changing sum of money, Shanti opens a tobacco shop and claims the stability... No. He said hospitality. Hospitality, I did. Hospitality. Hospitality. In the hustle and bustle of a modern-day metropolis, it's a dog-eat-dog world and...
It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world and Shen T is doing all she can to get by. When three gods reward her hospitality and a life chain... So, with all that said, let's... Set the scene. Isn't that me? Yeah, it could be. Whatever. So there we are. That's our discussion of a good person of Sichuan. A good person? The good. That you had a sound effect of, like... Yeah. Yeah, the sound effect of a shop door open. 